The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Time's just gone 17 minutes past five. If you've just joined us, welcome to the Afternoon Overdrive on 101.9 Chai FM. I'm Michael McKenna. We're looking at day 96 of the war. Joining us now on the line to give us uh, some reports uh, coming from Israel, our correspondent Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon once again. Thanks for joining us and it's great to be Zooming away once again. (laughs) Uh, I, I love Zooming with you. Let's Zoom away, Michael. Well, indeed, <laughs> indeed. So let's start with the United Nations watch which exposes UNRWA. What has happened here? Well, 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 what do mm. we have here? Uh, and all covered, all kudos have, has to go to uh, UN Watch, the watchdog that monitors carefully the United Nations and all their various agencies. And they have... Uh, uh, and it's available via X, they have exposed UNRWA, that's the United Nations Relief Works Agency, that's the agency responsible for Palestinian refugees. Now, of course, as we know, uh, Palestinians are not refugees like we would have refugees from Afghanistan or, for, or in other parts of the world. These are generational refugees, the only people to have refugee status for generations. Now, UNRWA uh, are administrators and educators for an, a number of schools and hospitals across the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. Now, uh, what they did, uh, and this is according to UN Watch, is they used a uh, telegram channel, an UNRWA telegram channel, uh, to celebrate the massacres of the 7th of October. Mm. Now, bearing in mind that this is against the mandate of the United Nations, and here we have it, and we've been saying it for years, and I think it was yesterday I was saying that this war is the great illuminator uh, of many things, one of which has been the United Nations and and its various agencies. Mm -hmm. And, And not only that... Not only did they celebrate, but we do have images of one of the the UA teachers. This is somebody responsible for the education of young Palestinians. Bearing in mind, we've already made public uh, what is contained in UNRWA textbooks. You and I have spoken about it at uh, uh, at notable right. length, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, he he was sharing images of suicide vests with explosives attached with the words sons of Judaism but, uh, basically uh, watch out we're coming for you with suicide vests uh, and then we have another teacher who apparently was telling civilians not to heed the warnings of the IDF and go towards the, the, the safe zones but rather to be human shields now we have this ludicrous case coming up tomorrow and Friday at the International Court of Justice in which South Africa will or has already accused Israel of, of, of genocide. But here we have the United Nations, UNRWA, you, uh, the, the organization responsible for the well-being of Palestinians, encouraging them rather to die, to be human shields, mm. than to heed the the warnings and go to safety. You know, Rolene, what, what astounds me is uh, what has taken the United Nations so long to expose UNRWA? Well, they don't believe it. The United Nations have been tweeting up a storm that, you know, they're, they're very angry at allegations, unsubstantiated, mm. unsubstantiated allegations against their various agencies. Well, they're not unsubstantiated. There are, there have been expose after expose 
through several years that have exposed how uh, UNRWA is in violation of their mandate, how UN agencies are in violation of their mandate, but we know they seem to have the systematic hatred towards the state of Israel, and, and, and therefore it's always mm. Israel's fault. But uh, the, the proof is all out there. Indeed, the proof is all out there. Again, you know, we can debate to such length how long it took the United Nations to react to what transpired on, on October the 7th itself with the overwhelming evidence. I mean, why, why does it take them so long to cotton to at least acknowledge these, situa- these situations which have transpired? Uh, what do you make of that, Ronin? Well, that's the million dollar question. I mm. think it goes back to the systematic uh, bias and hatred of the state of Israel and, and the and the political blocks that are, are formed within the United Nations. I mean, there is right. a, a famous meme that is circulating and it's absolutely true. Imagine if the United Nations had come out on the 8th of October and condemned the atrocities, uh, condemned uh, the um, uh, the sexual violence uh, called immediately for the returning of the kidnapped. I mean, we, we are now 95 days afterwards. We still have over 130 Israelis and foreign nationals being held captive by Hamas terrorists in, in the Gaza Strip. It, it's really, I mean, I can't believe that we are talking about this on the eve that South Africa is bringing the most ludicrous court case against the state of Israel. Well, let's just continue along that path uh, on this path of discussion, Rolene. Other lessons we have learned about the United Nations ahead of these ICJ hearings. What can we expect? Well, Yesterday, I must be honest, Michael, I had to read it a a few times because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Mm. But one, Jeremy Corbyn, the former leader of the UK Labour Party, who was basically hoofed out of his position and lost his position as the chief whip uh, for also systematic anti-Semitism within the Labour Party. I mean, I spend a lot of time on X. Yes, I know I should be working, but I spend a lot of time on X. Mm -hmm. And I see what we call the Corbynites and some of the vile hatred that comes from them. But yes, Jeremy Corbyn will be joining the... uh, South African delegation to the Hague. I mean, I don't know. Have the adults left the room? Mm. Somebody please make sense of, uh, of this to me because this is Jeremy Corbyn. And if anyone ever had to prove a case that uh, South Africa is on the wrong side of history, it's having Jeremy Corbyn schlep along. Jeremy Corbyn, who calls Hamas and Hezbollah his friends and, and, and who famously laid a, a wreath at the graves of the uh, terrorists who carried out the Munich massacre, the Black September terrorists who carried out the Munich massacre at the Olympics in 1972. Somebody please make sense of it for me because I I just, (laughs) I I cannot. Well, I guess we're all trying to make sense of what's going to transpire tomorrow, uh, Rolene. I just think uh, some uh, certain individuals are in for a very rude shock bringing this forward to the ICJ. Speaking of which, Rolene, just to confirm, what time are these uh, hearings are uh, beginning. One sec while I look for you. Sorry, did I put you on a spot there? I just, yeah, it just suddenly occurred to me what time because I think um, this has really garnered much super much uh, interest and um, they will they attention. will begin at ten. 
They will begin at 10 a.m. Netherlands time. 10 a.m. Netherlands time. So we we basically we're on a similar time frame. But okay, we'll just uh, do the calculations there. 10 a.m. Netherlands time. Roland, thanks so much for confirming that. Let's look at um, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken's meeting uh, with uh, Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas. Tell us more about that. Well, mm. as we expected in his whirlwind trip uh, to the Middle East, the Secretary of State would meet with uh, Mahmoud Abbas, and according to some sources, uh, it was quite an acrimonious meeting, a lot of shouting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the Secretary of State saying to the Palestinian Authority president that they expect reforms, they expect uh, good, better governance, they, they want the Palestinian Authority to reform and, and to rejuvenate uh, because the, the U.S. ideally would like to see the Palestinian Authority take over the Gaza Strip mm-hmm. in the event that, you know, we keep having this discussion, you know, what about the day after? Right. Uh, the day after the day after uh, the, um, the end of Hamas. Uh, uh, there, there were some raised voices, apparently, uh, Blinken said that, you know, the, the, the U.S. does believe in tangible steps towards a Palestinian state, but, you know, Mahmoud Abbas, he wants it all, he wants it now. Mm. Uh, and he demands Israel and freezes funds. Well, you know, Israel freezes funds because of the Palestinian pay-for-slay scheme, that, that they pay uh, large stipends to the terrorists or the families of terrorists that uh, carried out terror attacks against Israelis. And, uh, you know, we can't have any kind of peaceful future Mm -hmm. as long as this is... um, uh, a, a policy of the Palestinian Authority. Roland, this isn't the first time uh, the Secretary of State has uh, visited that uh, neck of the woods. Uh, do you think that uh, this has been more impactful? Well, it's been impactful for for Israelis. You know, it, it mm. reiterates the strong bond that the U.S. That who has reiterated again, and the White House said it again last night, that they do not believe in a ceasefire. They say the ceasefire only serves Hamas uh, right. at this juncture. But it, it, it goes to demonstrate the resolute relations between the two countries. VP Kamala Harris, while the, the Secretary of State was on his way here, uh, also saying that the United States absolutely has Israel's back and Israel's right to defend us. Um, so for all the naysayers out there, uh, don't forget these very, very important points. And, you know, we can't forget that President Biden was a wartime president. He came here in Israel's hour of, of need and stood shoulder to shoulder with Israelis as, as we grieve. So... Um, very, very important to have our most important ally come and visit us often. And Mm -hmm. and yes, there will be some disagreements. I think there's always disagreements amongst uh, friends and family. But at the end of the day, the two countries standing strong together. Indeed, I disagree with the amount of time we've got to talk, (laughs) Rolene. I just wish we had more time. But anyway, I'll try and nudge our producers uh, um, to see if we can get some extra time in in future. Rolene, we're going to have to leave it there. Once again, thank you so much for joining us just to give us some background as to what is transpiring in Israel today. Roland Marks, our correspondent from Israel, bringing us the latest on what's happening in Israel.